Never. No. Not once. No, I really don't. I always take your advice. <laughs> yeah, I never take anyone's advice. I have to do everything the hard way and I never listen to myself and I just like power through and I expect everything to work out and then it doesn't and then I'm like, oh great, lesson learned. Hey, Woo Woo Crew. Hey. I'm Ilana. It's Jack. And welcome to another episode of The Vicious Virgos. So glad to be here. Feels <laughs> <laughs> better. We're getting there. Um, want to know your thoughts about the intro? Think it's dumb? Want us to go back to the original? Don't want, really care. Want some merch? Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I would like a woo woo crew. I actually think that's really cute because I'm into woo woo shit. Yeah, you could say that woo woo hot girl shit or something. I don't know. Whatever. The point is, is if you think it's stupid, we'd rather you just tell us so we don't embarrass ourselves further. I mean. No, I think we'll just probably just continue to embarrass ourselves. Okay, that's fine. I mean, it's us. Like, yeah. let's be honest. We're not actually embarrassed because these are people that essentially are judging us from the privacy of wherever they are because we're not getting played at parties and we're certainly not getting played in front of them. So we're I fine. mean, there is a possibility. Oh, I will say there is, you know, I do find it a little embarrassing. Like if I'm like laying in bed and I'm playing it and I'm like with somebody and then I'm like, hmm. Yeah, we do sound a little weird. <laughs> I, think I'm, I think I'm used to it, but yeah. Okay, well, today we're going to be talking about cusps because we've been so many requests for this episode. And finally, we thought we would dive in and just do it. But before we get started, we're going to start with our segment called Cards from a Box. Cards from a Box. <laughs> All right, do you want to go first? No, you pulled one first. Okay, okay. So you go first. All right, my question. Jack, would you rather have more friends or be close, closer to those you have? Um, well, I hate everybody, so I would probably just rather be closer to the ones that I have. You want to live in their blood, like a uh, Scorpio? No, because that <laughs> means they're dead. <laughs> so, so literal. I would rather be closer to people. I don't need more friends. It's oh, too do much you work. want to bathe in their bloody life? Absolutely not. <laughs> and when I mean closer, I mean proximity can be like a little bit closer, but we don't need to be more close than that. <laughs> yeah. I'd like if they lived in the same state as me. That'd be nice. What are you trying to say? <laughs> what are you trying to say? Well, I'm, I'm not already, moving to Florida. I've already so. substantially overstayed my welcome. Like we went from <laughs> me being here for maybe like six weeks to now it's like going on. It'll be almost seven months by the time I leave. That's insane. Yeah. That's so crazy. I didn't even know that. What's the poorest you've ever been? <laughs> oh my God, that's such a horrible question. I don't know. When I was in college and I was in Europe. Oh my God. When I was in Europe, I was so broke and I had to like ask people for money. Not on the street, but I would call my family and ask for money. I would never do this Alms now. And my friends poor. and like, it was really Alms bad. for the poor. Like, terrible question though. It's just the, a weird question. Dude, these are just dinner table topics. It's just the weird, maybe like when did you have the least money but poor? It's like, I was never as poor as other people are in this world, but I definitely didn't, I was definitely a broke college student, but I don't think you can equate that to like someone living who's homeless. So no. It's an odd question. But it's also like, don't compare yourself. Like don't make yeah. that comparison. No. Just tell your story. Yeah. And you, well, we know from Facebook that apparently... <laughs> I was poor all the time. I mean, I remember there was like a period of when I was like 19, 18, 20, 21, where I had moved out of my parents' house and I was living with a very, very toxic boyfriend. And I remember... And I remember Ilana was always like, you're so skinny. I was like, I'm so poor. All I'm eating is like pastaroni. Mm. <laughs> like I wasn't, I wasn't eating. Filled with just, nutrients. I just had no money and I was like supporting somebody else and I just couldn't do anything. Like I remember I could barely put gas in my tank. I would run out of gas on the freeway. So it was just, it, it was challenging, but it makes me, I know how to pinch a penny now. 
builds character too it does Mm -hmm. it absolutely does and we can laugh now when we look at that and you're Mm -hmm. just focused on your career and i'm like i'm too poor i can't hang out with you that was literally all of our facebook statuses it was very strange for attention seeking five years yeah (laughs) it was attention seeking on both of our ends it was like judgy and i don't know i don't know what it's just terrible but here we are 15 years after that talking about cusps yes so what is a cusp well as you probably know, birthdays that fall near the transition of zodiac changes, that's what a cusp is. So if you are on the border of the transition between one sign to the next, that is a cusp. Now, some people believe it. Others don't. Astrologers specifically say that it's a myth. It was developed in the 20th century. So if you know in like the 90s when horoscopes are really big and God, what was there? Like Alloy Magazine, Seventeen Magazine. I totally forgot Tiger about Beat. Alloy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it's also all over like Cosmo, Teen Cosmo, Seventeen. Yeah. So they actually introduced this as a mainstream ideal because it wasn't traditionally an ideal whatsoever. Because birthdays that fall during the time when the sun transitions from one sign to the other, that is considered some sort of change. And so the signs could potentially adapt, you know both qualities of different signs. So this represents the twilight between two signs where one rises and the other sets. Moments of change with endings and beginnings, compromises and surprises. It's all about new possibilities, perspectives. And these people with these placements supposedly have lives that are illuminative because if you think about it, you're kind of learning from one side and putting it onto the other and vice versa. But once again, once again, literally such a myth in astrology that it was hard for us in a way because it would, it was like, this is not real, but this is what we think it means. And I was like, you're kind of ruining my life right now because I'm a big believer in them. So I stand by the fact that they're a thing. But Jack's going to kind of go into the theory. Well, no, I'm curious. What's your own experience with, you know, when, when a birthday falls during the closer to a transition? So like if we know people whose birthdays yeah. are like, really close to the Virgo Libra switch or people who have Scorpio Sagittarius, you know, what's your, been your experience so far? I honestly feel like the cusps in my life, like I have three Pisces specifically that are two of them are cusps and one is a true Pisces. And the ones that are closer to like Aquarius or to Aries are super different than the traditional Pisces who's February 26th, because I notice a lot of Aquarianness in the, the guy and a lot of Aries traits in the girl like it very obviously like to the to the point where if I met them I would just assume they were those signs and I I have to tell you like I feel that all the time and I was going to mention that we're going to do an episode on something called deacons because what Jack and I learned this week which kind of blew our mind was that different parts of each sign or there's three different deacons which can kind of make each parts of a sign difference like there's the first deacon Virgo, second deacon Virgo, third deacon Virgo. So that could probably be part of it. But overall, I feel very strongly that this is a thing. You guys, I can't even tell you. Elon and I were literally having this conversation on Sunday when we figured this out. And what what's your technical ruling? I'm a third what? deacon. Yeah, but who's yeah. the ruling planet? Oh, that? Venus. Yeah, and mine's Saturn. Hers is Saturn. The first was Mercury. I think that's, is it always those no, three? It no, it is not. Okay. But there's a lot of Venuses, a lot of Venuses. So because the Capricorn, he is a Venus. second. He's a second yeah. deacon. And yeah. yeah, and he's a Venus. So um, but yeah, it was just really funny that we're like reading all this. And the website that we found was not nice to oh me. Oh, my God. They were all. so they basically said that Jack was like unlovable. And then I was sterile. Would they usually use that word? And I was like, this is great. Thanks for that comment. I know. They're like, I was like malicious and manipulative mm-hmm. and conniving. Unloving. I know. And cold hearted. And I was like. And apparently wow. I'm like, there's good things about me, but apparently I'm not attractive. 
You're, you're, you have small features, I believe is what they said, which is not wrong. It's not wrong. You do always describe yourself as having child hands. It's okay. We don't need a kid model. I have little kid hands. Pretty much. Yeah. I think that's what happens every time. So give us the theory behind cusps, please. Cusps of Zibza. Cusps of Zibza. Yeah. Casablancas. I'm going to pretend you didn't say that one. Let's move on. So it is the theory that some people, probably those who are uneducated like ourselves, think that if you are born within a few days of the sun transition, that you're between two signs, which would give you a combination of traits from each sign. However, most astrologers, as you want to said, think it's absolute bullshit because there's no way you could be both. They do believe, and I should mention this because as soon as we were talking about it, it was like, oh, this makes total sense. They do believe that it is possible for you to inherit both traits because if you look at the rest of your birth chart, you're more likely to have your Venus or your Mercury in a sextile sign. So that, for example, if your son is in Scorpio, you probably have your Venus or Mercury in Sagittarius or Libra. Yeah. And the reason, because the sun literally cannot be in more than one sun, uh, sign at once. What is so, it? it travels 30 degrees at every every 10 days or yeah, something so like that? Yeah, so it's impossible that it could be a cusp. But once again, your entire chart is what makes you you. And so if you're you're near the end of your sign or the beginning, whatever, then you're going to probably share traits with somebody that is in the sign before you or after you. So that is where there technically is a cusp. It's just the definition is different. So for all intents and purposes, we're going to pretend that they're real today because they are real, in my opinion. So we're going to break them down. And what I found really cool was that they're all, they all have a name. So like there's the cusp of whatever. It's always a noun. So the first one, Aries and Taurus, is the cusp of power. Dun, dun, dun. That is April 16th to 22nd. I did see somewhere it was the 17th, but, you know, I digress. So Aries is a time of renewed energy and amped up momentum. But once we get closer to Taurus, we end up using that Aries motivation to create really rock solid plans, allowing us to slow down to enjoy the rebirth of spring because we know that that's what happens, right? But we hate spring. Yeah. It's a weird time. I don't know how to explain it in front of it. Anyway, at work. So these people, they really go at their own pace as classic Taurus. <laughs> sometimes can be slow or they can be really fast like Aries. They like to do things their way and sometimes quickly and sometimes not. It kind of can go either way. Taurus really doesn't like to be rushed. And then you have opposing approaches to timing, but they both do things at their own pace. They will always set their own speed because once again, they're both incredibly stubborn and incredibly independent. You just have one that is impulsive and fast and one that is literally the opposite of that. Stubborn and slow. Right. So you kind of have to figure out which way you're going to get. I don't really have a, I can't really tell you what you're going to get based off your time of birth. I just know that it's going to be one or the other. It'll also probably change depending on whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah, for sure. And like if you're eating, mm-hmm. it might be fast mm-hmm. or slow <laughs> or slow. Yeah. You could be making noises while you're eating. It could be like, mm. Taurus are really slow eaters. Or it could just be like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then Elana would kill you. If I, would kill like you. That. I, I don't, I don't like it. Um, these are very sensual people. You have Mars and Venus. So Mars obviously rules Aries and Venus rules Taurus. Mars is obviously the planet of sex and Venus is the planet of love. So, you know, sensual. And this cultivates a really healthy, happy, intimate life for somebody if that's the direction they decide to go because they have this really great balance between Mars and Venus. Isn't it also something to note that this is one of the rare 
signs that are right next to each other that also have planets that are right next to each other yeah yes i think we read that somewhere and then i was like trying to think of like where else it would pop up and then i was like "Eh, i can't think of anything right now so it's it's a very interesting combination if you really really look into it because uh they're they have a lot of values that they share with one another but they just run at completely different speeds and you can see that with mars and with venus because we think of mars you think of fiery you know something that's very fast moving and ah and then you think of venus and it's like slow and ethereal kind of mars and venus men and women right so these people are always there for people when they're down they're very reliable stable friends and lovers and and family and they're always their friends biggest cheerleader they're definitely ride or dies and they can get their people through really really tough times because they have a lot of staying power their fashion sense is pretty cool they're, it's not cool. It's just hilariously on point. Well, we looked this up and this was my favorite is that they're really into athleisure. So hear me out because Mars is all about action. And often we think of sports and we think of movement. And then you have Venus, who's all about fashion and comfort and love. And, you know, so you they put totally, them together. They totally owned a juicy track suit back yes. in like 2002. Hundred percent, because they want to be comfortable, but they also want to be fashionable. Of course, they have to be ready to be on the move, but they also want to be ready to cozy on up on the couch. Oh, they are one hundred percent. Now they are so happy that sweatpants and sweatshirts mm-hmm. are in, and they're probably sporting that with like a pair of very, very, very white sneakers and very expensive sunglasses and a purse because yeah. they have to have something and gold jewelry. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I, yeah, yeah, I can see, I that. see that. Yeah, and a bun. Yeah, I see the probably line. hoops. Yeah, hoops. So Shay Mitchell basically. She's so hot. She's so hot. So <laughs> the thing about this cusp, the the cusp of power, right, is that it's their way or the highway. They stick to what's in their comfort zone, which is Taurus, but Aries wants to follow their passions at all times. So that's where it gets a little bit tricky. They really don't like people ordering them around. Like they do not like to have anyone in charge of them. And they really just want to do things their way, the way they want to do it, which is very characteristic of both Taurus and with Aries. I have managed many in Aries and Taurus, and this is something they share in common. I've not, I mean, they do it their own way no matter what. There's really no way around it. They don't take orders well. I'd say Taurus is better than Aries. Aries just sucks at taking orders. But overall, I don't think that either of them really do well with a leadership, a le- someone leading them, if that makes sense. So how, yeah. do we, how do we feel about this cusp? I mean... It sounds, I mean, I like their style. I totally do. I do too. I like their style. Uh, I think being with them would stress me out though. Mm-hmm. But that's because I'm such a control freak. And so I feel like we would really butt heads because think about it. You and I walk to the car. We know within two seconds of who's driving. Yeah. We know how we're going to get there because mm-hmm. I generally know like, okay, this is the way we're going to take. This is where we're going. This is what time we're going to get there. And like, I like to take control of situations. Always. If I was with this person, there's no freaking way they would let me do that. Or it would be the opposite. And they would just expect you to take control and to be annoying. Like Taurus. <laughs> like, mm. you're just going to take care of things, aren't you? And you're like, that's annoying. I, I feel like they, on the, let's let's talk about the good and the bad. Because this is always what happens with, with any placements. The good thing here is that they have very complementary energies, right? So like, sure. if you're someone that takes your time and you're very calculated, but then you're simultaneously have a lot of passion and drive. If you use those two things to your best advantage, you can be extremely maniacal and you could probably honestly accomplish a lot. Now on the other side of that, you could also be extremely maniacal and demand things from people and be impatient and simultaneously be really slow and just frustrate people. And you would be a really, very alienating presence. That's something that I think you need to work on with all of the cusps. The cool thing is like, it's all about balance. 
So you just have to find balance within yourself. And I think if you have like a different, you know, moon or a mercury or anything in your chart that doesn't complement your sun sign, you have to work on balance anyway. Of course. So it's important to work on balance with this cusp. But I think it's cool that it's the cusp of power. And it totally makes sense because it's a power struggle, right? Between Taurus and, and Aries. Always. Always. So I, I think it's very appropriate and I love it. I think it's great. I like this one. I give this one a high score. Like I could, You're I could scoring them now. Yeah, I could, I could stand them more than some other cusps. Cancer and <laughs> Gemini. Did you but just I, say stand like, like no, that I thing? can stand. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I was tolerate. like, I was like, wait, did we, like, when did we switch our generation? No, 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 no. I don't understand that mm-hmm. by the way. I know it's weird. All right, moving on. Jacqueline. The Taurus Gemini. You are considered to be the cusp of energy. The dates that we have found for you are May 17th to the 23rd. We love this so much. Oh my gosh, you are a social butterfly with such a youthful spirit and you're both physically strong and mentally agile. The combination of these energies allows you to make friends easily and you do a great job of maintaining those relationships. You can either be both flexible and stable, helping you adapt to all situations and you've got the stamina to endure just about anything. Hello, Taurus. Yeah. Right? And you have a tendency, I love this. You're going to, you're going to love this. You have a tendency to overindulge in food and drink. Yeah. And physical activity, <laughs> physical too. Physical activity, overspending. And then also like you just don't remember to like take time to rest. Yeah. Which is not a very Torian thing. No, but it is very Gemini. Yeah. Right. So you bring a lot of fun with you wherever you go, which is what we know about Gemini specifically. I don't really consider Taurus to be like the life of the party. No, but They're funny. Sure. They're really funny. Sure. I think. I don't know. They would be the host of the party. Like I could see them bringing a dinner uh, party. Yes. And they would be lovely at a dinner party. But they have. But I'm not taking them to the club. Cards from a box. (laughs) No. Gemini would. Well, yeah. Conversation. Right. Taurus doesn't want to talk about. I don't even know. So it's always deep with them. Everything's deep. Oh, God. Everything. It just is exhausting. Yeah. But whatever. So you have the tendency to be a little bit reckless, uh, impatient, indulgent, loud, and self-centered. Yeah, you're definitely a wild child, which you might not think of when you think of Taurus, but when you throw Gemini in there, forget it. Forget it. As Ilana, you know, Ilana just says anything with Gemini in it. She just rolls her eyes. They are wild, though. You think of it's, you know, we have someone in our lives that's a Taurus Gemini cusp, one of our clients. And ah, uh, yes. And I think she can definitely be a wild card, but she's a lot oh more. My God. The energy is still a lot more calm than the average Gemini I know. And I think that's the Torian thing. Did I tell you? So I was I was talking to we have a mutual friend who's a Pisces. So we were talking yesterday and we realized that our friend who is the Gemini is literally getting married on July 2nd. He has known this person less than a year. Yeah, that makes complete sense to me. So when we talk about being impatient and a little reckless... That's kind of the vibe I'm going with. Mm-hmm. And I love this. In love, you're all about date nights, wild conversations, hot, steamy sex, and you have to have a partner that keeps up with you. Yeah, that totally makes sense because Taurus sex is very important to them, although it has to be the mood has to be right, kind of like Libra. I can see this being a lot of like you, this person either wants to talk to you or wants you to talk to them in bed. Yeah. And there's a lot of touching. It's, it's, it, so you have the mental stimulation of Gemini and then you have the physical stimulation of Taurus. Mm-hmm. That's a lot in bed. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. I'm trying to think of like I've been with a cusp. I, I honestly don't know. I gotta, I got to look, look up the pilot's birthday. I I'm do like about. this particular cusp. I, why do you think it's called the cusp of energy? Do you think it's because Taurus is slow and Gemini is fast? But that's similar to Aries. 
So why is it energy specifically, do you think? Well, okay. So the way that I look at it, though, is that you can look at Taurus as being the tortoise and the hare, right, with Gemini, or the way that you can look at it is the fact that they have perseverance. Okay. Right? Perseverance requires energy. If you want to stick to something and you want to keep going, you have to have the energy to see things through. And I think that that's one of the things that helps Gemini with projects is, you know, Gemini is like, and they want to do everything all at once. And I think Taurus provides that very stable foot down. Okay, we know what we want to do. We know how to get there. They're an air sign, you know, with Gemini. So Gemini is like innovation, dreamers, chatting, you know, conversations. They're probably... They're probably at a TED talk right now. Like who knows, right? Interesting. But I think that Taurus is the one who can provide the direction to where they don't get burnout. Yeah. Whenever you have earth and a cusp, I feel like it balances the other one out, which is kind of fun. Do you not think so? No, I think earth always provides balance to something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't... It's grounding. I think Taurus needs a little bit of spice too. So having Gemini in there is really helpful because... Let's be honest. It could be a little bland, like a little bit of my mom, my grandma always says needs a little salt and pepper. Gemini is definitely Tabasco sauce. Throw it in <laughs> on the bland ass baked potato that is Taurus. I love that you say Tabasco because that's so like generic, but I hate Tabasco sauce. But don't you kind of think of Taurus sometimes as a baked potato? <laughs> boring? Yeah. Like they're not boring, but I just, when I, if I have to think of a food, I would think of them as baked potatoes. Can we just say that they're like potatoes au gratin at least? Sure. Like, but it sometimes needs some salt like, or some spiciness to it. It can be better. Anyway. Or maybe they're like a loaf of sourdough. Mm. You could do anything with yeah. it. You just have to do something with it. I think that this cusp could be very difficult to be around and they need to once again find balance. But I think that they're capable of really ingenious things. So unlike their previous cusp which I think is more about leadership and stamina this one to me feels a little bit more stimulating and that could they obviously honestly they'd probably be really good partners with the cusp of power <laughs> so they should probably hang out to be honest that seems like a really great duo okay this is my least favorite sorry guys I'm just putting it I there. love that you're doing this one because it's one that you don't like and one that I don't like it's Gemini Cancer it's the cusp of magic which is June 17th to 23rd so these people are very fun. They're very kind. They're very whimsical and they have a really big heart. They're so social butterflies and likely to have very strong relationships. They're very genuine. I would never take that away from them. You can put a positive spin on life and you're all about the silver lining. I will tell you, I know quite a few people with this placement. They might say things you don't want to hear, but it's coming from a very honest place. So at least there's that. There's not this like two-facedness that Gemini is known for. His cancer is pretty yeah, cancer can be two-faced too, but they also are pretty direct with their emotions. So your empathy can overflow and boil over if you don't have some perspective. Once again, balance. Uh, you have the gift of being a really good communicator, but also a really good listener because Gemini is ruled by Mercury, planet of communication, and then cancer is ruled by the moon, which is all about listening and taking things in. So you handle yourself like a pro in really any social setting. People confide in you and you're known as the therapist of your group but you do struggle to share your own feelings. So what I was reading is like, because you are social and not as much of a homebody as cancer, you can make a lot of relationships. But then unlike Gemini, who doesn't really go deeper than that, cancer wants to go deep. So you have this like really amazing ability to connect with people. However, you don't want to share your own feelings, which is can be problematic because people don't want to feel vulnerable with you if they don't feel like you're going to reciprocate. Now you're really breezy on the outside. Inside, you're probably a ball of stress and a ball of tension. You have a really hard time trusting people. We talked about that. And 
you encourage others to talk about themselves to avoid talking about your own issues, which is once again, might sound like a good thing, but it's it's absolutely not because then you probably get resentful and scornful, which is exactly what happens with every single freaking cancer Gemini cusp I've ever met. Uh, every sing- And then it comes out in weird ways. And you're like, whoa, where is this coming from? Like all the time. Because they boil over, right? And yeah. they freak out. Yeah. Yeah. And then lastly. Or is it, what is it? Oh, it's the boil over and they turn to steam. Or yeah. what, what was it when we read like the air on the water makes bubbles, but yeah. bubbles turns to steam. Oh, yeah. It was. Yeah. No, I think. <laughs> it was so no, that No, no. That was Leo cancer. That oh, was it steam. Is? But the bubble oh. was definitely. These are definitely like a bubble. So lastly, these people are very moody. They're very emotional. They're very scatterbrained and they can be quite selfish and self-destructive. Rarely do they take their own advice. That's kind of a problem. They keep their needs very guarded and they often, like we said, don't express themselves. And But this block can really prevent them from achieving the most in life because, you know, it's... I feel it's important to connect with every part of yourself. And if you don't do that, then I think that not only are you not really exploring all of you, but you're also, like I said, going to blow up eventually. Because if you don't share your feelings or your anything you're thinking, eventually you're going to crack. That's what I think. Well, I think especially if you have water in your chart. Yeah. Literally, it's like a water coming out of a building with cracks in it. It's I just going to explode. I think, yes. Uh, we talk a lot about feelings on yeah. this podcast. Uh, Ilana, of course, has a bunch of fire in her chart. Mm-hmm. So she's got, you know, she she has no problem talking about her feelings and expressing her feelings and all no. of that, which is why she was a creative in her youth. And I have a lot of air in my chart and I just don't know. I, I get a little too cerebral with my feelings where I'm like, let's just figure out the why, not the how. And so I find that this particular blend must be very very frustrating oh my god I uh, I dated a guy that was this cusp and like there were moments with him where I was like oh my god he gets me and the next moment I was like whoa you're Gemini and it was really funny when I was reading about this uh this astrologer girl was like freaking out because she's like oh my god am I actually a Gemini I thought it was a cancer and she was having a full-on meltdown and then she found out she wasn't and I was like that must be how they feel every day though well yeah if you've got air that's trying to rationalize water's feelings and then water trying to tell air to shut up I just want to feel like that's I mean, it's internal chaos. I honestly, I, I don't mean to be horrible, but this cusp seems really challenging. I think in a relationship, but once again, like I think in a relationship, it could be really beautiful because it really softens the Gemini and makes them a little bit deeper, but also as long as they're willing to share. Right. But also it can make the cancer a little bit more like, let's not take things, everything seriously. And like, let's be able to have banter. And so I do think that if they lean into their charm, they could have like the, one of the people we know that's this cusp. They have a lot of friends and a really good relationship. I think in business they can be a little much, but they they clearly are extremely social and everyone likes them. And I think that's because they're just open, but they're also really social. And not everything is taken seriously, and they can handle a lot of like they can handle themselves. I think that it's admirable, but at the same time, I think this would be very frustrating. Like this is the cusp that I would never pick for myself. I don't mean to be horrible. I'm sorry, guys, but this cusp seems extremely difficult to work with. Do you not agree? You know, I think of them as a couple. uh, Well, okay. So as, so as we like think about this, there are certain things that are very relatable for me and I feel kind of called out even though this is not my cusp it doesn't matter everything you can relate to in astrology that's true that's true everything is relatable to some extent but this whole one of the things that you and i will either have discussions or arguments about it is the fact that i don't take my own advice at all 
Never. No. Not once. No, I really don't. I always take your advice. <laughs> yeah, I never take anyone's advice. I have to do everything the hard way and I never listen to myself and I just like power through and I expect everything to work out and then it doesn't. And then I'm like, oh, great. Lesson learned. I don't think these two expect everything to work out, nor do they think they power through. That's the problem. Because mm. you have the Virgo in you and the Leo in you. But I don't think that these two have that. I think it's more, let's avoid it. I don't want to talk. I don't want to deal with it. Or they go into hiding. Think about it. Well, we also discussed how we handled that, which is like you grew up. Well, I don't want to say you grew up, but you have essentially established this. We'll call it embracing your Sagittarius, but you like to run from things. Yeah. Right. Which is funny because as you get a little bit older, you definitely put your foot down and other people now run from you. (laughs) So I know it's I love it. It's It's weird, but it's fascinating. The turn of events, because when it comes to something that doesn't necessarily directly affect you, but you're watching someone else go through something and you kind of tiptoe around, you're like, I don't really know how to handle this. So either it's something that I'm familiar with or I'm not. I'll go away or or come to. It's really dependent. I do the exact same thing. If it's something that I'm not feeling super secure and I'm like, I don't really know how to handle that. So I think I'm just going to sit here in it until they ask, right? Versus, oh, I understand the situation. I know I can help. I'm going to fix. Yeah. Right. And I definitely think that that is sort of the struggle with this cusp. Yeah. All right. The next one, which this one's also interesting. These people are also a lot. I don't, okay. I should have said a lot. That's mean. We don't These are very say passionate, that. emotional people that I've had the wonderful experience of getting to know. Move on. Go ahead. All right. So this means that she's talking about the cancer Leo cusp of oscillation. Mm-hmm. That was a big word. Yeah. That was a, and it's and it's also italicized. So it was yeah. even harder for me to figure out the eyes and the, yep, the cusp. The, the cusp of oscillation. The cusp. Yeah. It's a weird word. So your dates are July 19th through the 25th. You have a wide range of personality traits, and you are super influential, sensitive and proud and brave. You are influenced by the moon and the sun. So I'm sorry. That's a lot. Uh, You feel and comprehend your emotions. You also know how to express them appropriately. You have this ability to shift from shy and sensitive to a drama queen in about two two seconds flat. Great. You want to like, can confirm? Yep. Old business partner was this. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, her? Mm-hmm. Ooh, she ended up being crazy, you guys. Not crazy, just r- horrible. She horrible. literally copied and pasted your entire LinkedIn yeah. profile. On Tried to steal my business, but came across very sensitive and shy and loving. Didn't expect that. So I'm not batter. I'm, I'm not batter. I'm a batter. I'm, I'm not bitter. <laughs> You're not batter. Oh, I have a cookie in my purse still. <laughs> um, <laughs> Squirrel. At work, you are influential and commanding and naturally charismatic. You will be most fulfilled by devoting your time to others and making a positive difference. I love this about you. I think it's very sweet and kind and wonderful and warm. You know, in friendship, you're naturally empathetic and this allows you to connect with people. I think this is the cancer portion of you. Once you earn someone's trust or earn, or yeah, once you earn someone's trust, you're able to lead them. And I think that's where you have to be a little careful because others are easily persuaded by you. And so you do have the tendency to just don't let your Leo come out and take advantage of that and end up manipulating people, please. You can, as I said, you can be a little inclined to manipulate others in situations. It is your moral responsibility. We've had a lot of talk about morals lately, but this is your moral responsibility to recognize when you are playing the puppet master. You're really good at keeping secrets and you give really good advice. So if you come from a place of compassion, it's fine. But everything I read about this cusp is about manipulation, manipulation, manipulation. Because these two signs can be heavily manipulative. 
Well, because you have Cancer, who's like the star of the show, right? And then, yeah, or not Cancer, Leo, who's Leo. the star of the show. Yeah. And then you have Cancer behind who's like, oh, you hurt my feelings? Pre- mm-hmm. Prepare to die. Emotional distress. And then I don't know what you call Leo. Emotional just, damage. And then Leo's kind of similar on a different level. But yeah. Well, Leo is still sensitive. Yeah. They're absolutely, you know, it's, it's really important. As we discussed earlier, it's like you have moon and sun. Those are opposing you know, you've got emotions and then you've got, you're literally the center your of the ego. universe. Yeah. yeah. Well, the center of our universe. Yeah. It's inward and outward as yeah. well. Yeah. So, so it's, it's oscillation. Yeah. So it's really important that you check in with your moods and make sure that you are feeding both sides of your personality. Otherwise you can become highly sensitive and dramatic. I would say of all the things I've read, this is the most two-faced of sign of like, like this is the cusp of two-facedness. That's why I feel like it's oscillation because it's not, I don't even know if two-faced is the right word, but it's, you know, we talked about how Gemini isn't really two-faced. It's that they have the cancer mercury or whatever. I have really bought into that and think that cancer has this two-facedness. Now I want to be clear. I don't think it's none. It's never intentional with people. I think it's that you haven't been properly therapized. Well, no, I just think (laughs) that you have this external persona and this internal persona that like, the conflicting are conflicting but also like show to people at different times so it's like everything's fine i'm good i'm just so important and happy and i'm gonna make everyone happy and then it's like but i'm actually really sad oh my god i'm sad ah! like that's what i think of oh my god so when i think of like i feel like cancer leo is like someone going red and then like like i don't know i know it sounds horrible but i feel like this should be the i think this should be the cusp of emotion because they both have emotions leo are very emotional people and so are cancer but in different ways Fire's always, you know, more impulsive. But Leo of all of them has deep emotions. Well, they cry a lot. Well, I've told you, what is it? Like I've had conversations where I'm on speakerphone with my sister-in-law and my brother. And I made some comment about my brother's hair. By the way, he's like wonderful. Love him. <laughs> but uh, I made the comment and literally, I don't even think he heard me. And she just hung up the phone and then texted me. and was like, did you Leo. ever talk about your brother mm-hmm. that way when he can hear you? It's protection. <laughs> it's protectiveness, which cancer is also very protective. So it could also be, also be the cusp of protection. But I digress. The point is, is that the people I've known, because I've actually known quite a few people, like I, I can think of seven off the top of my head, which is crazy. But people I've dated, people that I work with right now, people that I've had business partnerships with they have all been very similar and that like extremely passionate, definitely more extroverted and like go getting than most cancers where like they'll pursue me or they'll want to talk to me versus a cancer. That's like, hi, do you want to talk to me? <laughs> the Leo's more like, I'm going to go talk to this person. So I think that it could be a really beautiful union as long as they learn to take that drama queen personality and kind of put it a little bit to the side. Because once again, from everything I read, it's emotionally manipulated, manip- manipulative, words are hard (laughs) so leo virgo cusp we talk about this cusp a lot because as we were reading about the deacons like the first virgo deacon is definitely it's ruled by mercury and it's like the ultimate virgo it's honestly the best virgo and so i was like a little frustrated because i always talk about how you know august virgos aren't really virgos but i learned that they actually are the ultimate virgo which really upset me so this is the cusp of exposure august 19th to 25th these people have really high standards as tall as a mountain as a sky and they have a regal energy to them which is great because like lively at the met gala very regal. oh my god and they know they deserve only the best like leo and then they also have this like detailed vibe that is very selective you put those two together and you have a very unstoppable pairing so they're very helpful people they excel at using their keen eye for detail to improve the world around them 
they accomplish whatever they put their mind to. And I know this is true. And they kind of, they're kind of the kind of people that are like, I'm going to go out and do this. And they just do it. Like you believe them. And they have these very like thoughtful, well-designed plans that they accomplish, especially under pressure. They're very bold, very courageous, very analytical. So they, they're very high achievers. They just are. Really, they're magnetic. It's frustrating, actually, how magne- magnetic they are. I've never met a Leo Virgo that you don't want to listen to. And it's like really frustrating because you're like, I'm going to I'm going to lean into this because I'm a rising Leo. Yeah, it's what I was saying is that I think this is something you can relate to. So yeah. these people are very dynamic with their self-expression. They're really good communicators. They're also extroverts like through and through. I would say that a lot of Virgos are described as introverted, but this is not those that is not this person. There's someone who knows how to speak well. They're able to combine work and pleasure. They work hard and they play hard. That's, they believe that the, that's two sides of the same coin. So they think that you cannot have one without the other. Now, here is the problem with someone who is detail-oriented and selective. What do we think happens with someone who is so selective and detail-oriented and thinks that they're the best? You get a narcissist. Whenever I read about I don't want to bring up any celebrities specifically, but there are quite a few August Virgos that you could deem narcissists. I mean, I could literally give you a list and you'd be like, oh my God, I would say of all of the Leoness, this is the most narcissistic, unfortunately. It doesn't mean you're automatically a narcissist, but it does mean that you're prone to it. Well, they all have to have bad things. I'm not talking about you, girl. That's very narcissistic to assume that. I wasn't saying that. I was just saying that you've gone way off script. <laughs> it, well, look, there was nothing negative here. And if I'm thinking about it, they are most prone to being narcissists. Think about really, really think about it because they go is so inward and so ex- external. I, I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say that they probably struggle with finding companionship. Yeah, because they're so picky. Like true companionship. And that's a little bit narcissistic. <laughs> that's not, it's not narcissistic to be picky. It's narcissistic to assume that you're better than everyone, mm-hmm. but it's not narcissistic to be picky. Well, that's the extreme. But the less extreme would be that you're just overly selective and then you run into the, which is a Leo thing too. A lot of Leo, and this is not a bad thing. I want to make this very clear, but a lot of Leo women in my life, they'll marry a lot later in life because they take their time. That's fine. They st- or, or, they're, or they don't find anyone because they want to be on their own. That's fine too. I mean, I don't care. Get married when you're 50, get married when you're 20. It's up to you, whatever you want to do. But I've just noticed that they take more time. They're more selective and they have a very clear indicator of what they want. And then Virgo is there like, yeah, I agree because, you know, my standards have to be high because I need everything to be really in alignment. And I need to be very detail oriented. I need a plan. So together it could be- And a- I need them to not ruffle that. Yeah. So it can be catastrophic or it can be incredible like they would be celebrities they're celebrity personalities don't you think i mean calculated celebrities though you can never see them sweat they're never really telling you what's going on inside think about it hmm. have you ever been able to read an august virgo in your life i never have been able to <laughs> i went on a date with one do you remember him the accountant in manhattan beach yeah yeah and i mean I, he was pretty transparent so <laughs> yeah but deep down emotionally too um I think he was lonely, but he just didn't know how to be like vulnerable enough to invite a partner. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that like, as we get older, we get a little bit more stuck in our ways. Mm-hmm. And I think that you become a little bit more fearful of yeah. others and you're not quite sure how to appropriately let your guard down. Yeah. Which like Leo struggles with a little bit because like, it'll just be like, and I, I used to be this way too, where it would just be like, blah, 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 blah. it's overcompensation. And it's yeah. like, I don't have to tell you everything. I do sort of a little bit get a little bit envious of this cusp. I feel like they have figured it out and the rest of us Virgos are like, I, I know 
I don't think <laughs> like they don't <laughs> seem like they say sorry as much as most Virgos or that they're as introverted and shy as most Virgos. So, you know, this could also be something that you could relate to if you're a Leo moon or a Leo rising or a Virgo, vice versa. So, yeah. All right. Moving on to my favorite cusp. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, she's just jealous of this one. Uh, yeah. This is Virgo Libra, the cusp of beauty. I like to associate with it because I'm 17. So this is September 19th through the 25th. So she's giving herself two extra days. Uh, we know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. of people. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. Like 20. I'm already yeah. kidding. Yeah. I know so many people. Yeah. Um. So this is like the final month of summer. You are helping us provide organization before we move into fall. They work to provide balance between our own needs and others. They deeply desire for balance in all places of their life. I love this because, duh, right? So you are ruled by like Mercury and Venus, right? So Mercury rules Virgo, Venus rules Libra. So you just have this like gorgeous minimalistic design aesthetic. Your homes, wardrobes, accessories, everything is all just perfectly well curated which is so well uh, it's not true there's one that i know that is not so much is she a hot mess what is she a hot mess yeah a little but the point is is the most of the ones i know i mean the one in particular i mean mind-blowing the aesthetic she has is so it's so so precise it's so precise and so predictable in a good way yeah she's so girly oh i love it i i will tell you that all of them that i know are girly Every single one of them are super girly. We have one that works for us is like this as well. She's very, very girly. And I, I think it's because of the Venus influence. Because you think of Venus and you think of femininity, in my opinion. My mom is not very girly. Well, whatever. But I'm saying that I think that that's... It could go one way or the other, though. Yes, yeah. exactly. She still has... But she's also very minimalistic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, one way or the other. Uh, at work, you're usually some type of mediator, right? So, like Libra, it's the scales of of justice you know virgo you're so analytic analytical you don't let any detail out from underneath you so these two forces combined absolutely make a case for just about anything you're naturally service oriented you love helping other people you are usually super accommodating easy to please and you help in order to win others affections you're definitely you could be a social worker or a lawyer you do so well in both of those yeah like a, a really good, well, maybe they don't, I don't think they like to get their hands dirty as much as them. A Virgo will get their hands dirty. Yeah, but not the end of Virgo. <laughs> I think it's more like a second deacon Virgo that'd be better at being a nurse. Because literally they're like, I don't they want to be a manager. They literally said that if you were sick, you would not want me taking care of you. <laughs> they literally said that they hated me, Lana. <laughs> they freaking hated me. At least you're not weird looking and sterile. <laughs> no, no. I was I'm, like the dumb kid in the, in the thing. I was like, what the hell? Anyway. Keep going. <laughs> you are known to overthink little details and get caught up in certain situations. You're often rethinking or second guessing yourself because you don't want to be seen as being wrong or incorrect. Yeah. You also don't want the, what is it? The conflict that comes with that. Like you, you just, it doesn't do it for you. I think I've known a lot of this cusp. Like a lot. I don't know. I gravitate towards it and they tend to be Libra's not Virgos though. I mean, I do know quite a few now, but in my past it was always, I had very hostile relationships with these people. Like if you show any drama into their life, they're done. They move out. They're like, I'm done with you. Like it's drama is a non-negotiable for them. They do not tolerate it. They're very good at cutting people off. And I can resonate with that, but it is something I've seen time and time again. Their standards are very high, kind of similar to the 
cusp we talked about the oscillation. Uh, but I like the, I like it's the cusp of beauty. I think it's totally incredibly. Remember what Tara and the astrologer told us? She said that Virgos are here to purify the world so that make it more beautiful. And then you think of Libra, which is ruled by Venus. Totally makes sense to me that these two would have such great taste. I think, I just think that, I don't know. I think on their outward appearance, it's probably very finely curated. Everything has to be a certain way. I don't feel like they go to the, the store and sweatpants kind of thing. It all has to be very specific. And I don't know. I like They them. won't be sweatpants, but they'll be like Lululemon. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, the next one that I'm very interested in. This one's great. Libra Scorpio, the cusp of drama. Dun, dun, dun. October 19th to the 25th. And this is where my argument that Libra is actually super dramatic comes in. I still think of Christine from Selling Sunsets because she's a Libra, but she's not a cusp. So No, but she is just like, geez. Yeah, please. drama. Reincarnated. So these people have surface relationships, but they have the opportunity to become more intimate. They always seek deeper intimacy in their relationships and they make those connections a priority. So they're not going to open up until they feel like they can. They're good at reading people. They're good at checking the vibe of a room and situation and picking up on social cues. They have a sixth sense, which is what people say about people, especially when working with people because they get to know them and kind of get under their skin, which is, we all know, that Scorpio thing. They have a very curated appearance, much like their predecessor, highly conscious of how they present themselves to the world, wanting to appear as, and this is the key word here, powerful. You remember drama. They're very loyal and dedicated friends, but they need time to build trust, like a lot of time. They are very good at conversation. They're gifted conversationalists, but they want to build confidence from moving from surface level small talk to a deeper, more vulnerable discussion. Because you think of Libra, which I hate to say this, is quite surface level as a sign. They like to chat with a lot of different people. They're very social. And you have Scorpio who's like asking you about, you know, very personal, intimate details upon meeting you after five minutes to see if they can trust you. So you put those two things together once again balance it can be a great thing or it can be catastrophic so what do we think about this cusp <laughs> why is it drama explain the drama part so oh my god i know a lot of people with this cusp so why is it drama like explain that to me because it's Does like it seem dramatic i guess because of scorpio really you want to know what it's like to try and get them to go somewhere when they don't look absolutely 100 mm. perfect or the vibe's not right oh my god or you take them somewhere that they don't want to go yeah, they're definitely, I think now I think about it, they're probably the people that come in and they're like, this place is a bad vibe. And like, I'm just, it's just not like up to my standards. I need to leave. It That's is dramatic. Oh, and then of course mm-hmm. I'm like the social person. So I'm like, mm-hmm. blah, 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 and I'm like, just shut up and get over it. And then it becomes a fight in the car right on the way home. Plus I feel like they figure out everyone's secrets because they're very, people want to talk to them and get to know them. And then they tell them everything. And then they have that power over you, which is really dramatic. Okay. It makes more sense now. Mm. I guess you're right. Because when I think of Libra, I think of a lot of drama in terms of like their the gossip, their appearance and their, yeah. Drama is definitely passive aggressiveness. That can be very dramatic. And they have yes. Scorpio. That's just drama, drama. doesn't have to be Leo. Drama doesn't mm. have to be that like show Bodhi, you know, look at me behavior it can literally just be stirring the pot and causing shit which is kind of like uh an um amanza is that her name on uh on selling sunset yeah she's definitely the shit stirrer colin texts me goes i think amanza's the shit stirrer i'm like i thought you weren't listening to (laughs) (laughs) to the problems i thought it was just about the houses he's like whatever well it's it's funny because it's like I, I think about, for example, the Scorpio who's coming to stay at my parents' house, Lord help me. His birthday is October 25th. And that's exactly what it was like. It was, you know, 
if I wanted to go somewhere and he didn't want to go, mm-hmm. I would drag him anyway. And then it would just be like an argument on the way there. He would try and ruin my time while I was there. And then mm-hmm. we would fight on the way home. And then he wouldn't talk to me for two days. And it was just like, oh, my God, get over yourself. Literally, we were there for three hours. It really wasn't that much of a kink in your day. Like, get over it. That's interesting. That's interesting. Ugh, so annoying. That is really interesting. I okay. I that's that makes a lot more sense to me now because it's this very Scorpio, which is private, right? Yeah. It's like, well, if I don't want to be around these people, I don't. But then you have Libra, the socialite, who's like, but I need to be around somebody. So it was always okay if they were his friends. Ah, yes. That's interesting. So possession in there. It was always okay if it was his friends, and it has to be. And I had to come across as being perfectly curated. I was and, about to say, and yeah. and it was at a time in my life where I was doing. I <laughs> I was working. For those of you who are familiar with this industry in Washington and in some other places, I worked at a bikini barista stand. Yes, it was. Yes, I wore my bathing suit to work in a little tiny shack. I visited her a few she times. She did. Yeah. Yes. And I was not allowed to tell people that I did that for a living. Yeah, because he wanted to make sure that you were representing him in the best light. Exactly. His reputation is everything. I still told Reputation. People. But I, but it was a point of contention in our relationship because his mother never knew what I did for a living. Mm. So it's like, how can you be with somebody for three years and that's mm-hmm. what they're doing for a living? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just like, and eventually people look at you like, are you a mooch? Yeah. It's like, no, I have my own money. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, how do you make it? You know? Wow. So mm-hmm. that's how I look at it, the drama. It's in this controlling temper tantrum but like mm. silent temper tantrum mm. type of like yeah yeah that makes sense i see that so Got i don't it. know right. i mean he's wonderful but i'm yeah. glad we're not together <laughs> so i don't know how do you you tell me like how do you see it or did i change your mind and now you see it no i way? see it that way okay yeah okay. all right great moving on Woo-wee. okay this one I'm just going to go ahead and say it. This is Scorpio and Sagittarius, known as the cusp of revolution. This is November 18th to the 24th. We know a lot of people in this as well. You have this beautiful, like, introspective journey that you're on. Sagittarius helps light the way and is super optimistic as we are going from fall to winter, right? So it's like this... Like, oh, the days are shorter and it's so dark and Scorpio wants to stay like in the darkness. And Sagittarius is like, holidays, yeah, let's go travel, <laughs> you know? So it you work to help us understand um, and find a reason to celebrate. And I love this. This is really fun though. You are so driven by passion. You are a fierce lover, a zealous fighter. Just like basically anything and everything that you could care about, you're holding a torch for. Yeah, very passionate person. Yes. And truth is the most important of all things to you. Like as far as any like value, that is going to be the one that is holding or carrying all the, I don't know. I don't want to say weight. Weight's not the appropriate word. Uh, What am I thinking? Baggage? No, I was going to say coins too. But like trophies, I don't know, whatever. I can't think of the word right now. So someone born on this cusp, they feel like they're always on the hunt for deeper meaning. They're very direct, yeah. investigative, and absorption. Very direct. Absorp- absorptive. You're like a sponge that is also cleaning. Yeah. Well, and also just re- repels anything that touches it. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Like a little, like your sponge is covered in water and you're trying to clean up oil. That's a good way to look at it. Mm-hmm. At work, you are brave. You explore new frontiers. You help break down barriers. Uh, You're looking to transform yourself. You have very strong opinions and you can get stuck in your way. 
and you have a really hard time seeing things from other people's perspectives. Uh huh. So that can be challenging. You might find yourself either probably owning your own business and mm-hmm. either You'd that, be a good model. Either that or you're like, you've changed careers a few times. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love that you like to live dangerously because you have this lethal defensive system. So you know how to land on your feet. So why not take the risk? Uh, I definitely some of the motorcycle. You definitely have a motorcycle. This this is Haley Bieber. I always like to say that because I just think of her. But I think you're a little bit of unpredictable person. And there is one moment where your life of the party and the next, I think, where you'll go a little bit rogue. <laughs> so <laughs> a little. I mean, whenever you have sag in your chart, there's always this like luck and optimism. But unfortunately, when you pair it with something like Scorpio, which is so dramatic and brooding, I think it can be really great or really bad. This is like someone who swallows flaming swords. Yeah. (laughs) And I also think that they could be great religious leaders or just, you know, life coaches because they're able to access a deeper part of themselves. Sags are really good at accessing parts of themselves, but it tends to be like impulsive or philosophical. And then Scorpio is just has this emotional depth to them. So that's pretty amazing. And that would also be someone that could be extremely inspirational. But once again, what happens when someone's so inspirational and they use it in a bad way? You get cult leaders. <laughs> so. Exactly. Well, not only that, but it's like, what happens since this person values trust above all things? What happens? hurt their trust. Exactly. Yeah, they destroy you. Or what if they just find themselves in a position where they just don't trust anyone? Yeah, I could see that. And so they just like move on and go travel or something like or that. Or they just live this life. Do you, mm-hmm. Well, do you think someone who, no, Scorpio is a water sign. They want to be connected to somebody. I also think that they kind of like testing the boundaries of not only their emotions, but their bodies. So they like to pay, play around with like pain and stuff like that. And so I feel like Sagittarius is like, let's do it. <laughs> it's like the action. there. So like, that's where I just feel like they're not afraid of things, but they're afraid of them. They're afraid. I think of closeness, like that's something that like scares Vulnerability. them. Yeah. But they're not afraid of, you know, heights basically. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be the free climber. What was it? That person who was like climbing the tallest building in San Francisco the other day. That's, that's definitely them. That's definitely them. Mm-hmm. They're like, I'm not afraid of death or this one right now, which is Sagittarius and Capricorn, the cusp of prophecy, December 18th to 24th. So this is the start of a new Zodiac season and a new meteorological season. They help. Isn't that a fun word to say? Yeah helping guide us through the dark seasons and they provide optimism with holidays. All Zodiac signs connect with this energy and that really works for all of the cusps, particularly this one is really heavy. So they are naturally wise. They're amplified by this cusp. Sag, which is ruled by Jupiter, the planet of philosophy and expansion. And you have Capricorn, which is ruled by Saturn, really wise beyond their years due to their patience. They're kind of complete opposites. Life experience though is really important to both of them, living through their mistakes and triumphing. That's what they care about. Now, Capricorn is definitely more interested in the triumph and the wins and the loses where Sagittarius is more about expansion and getting to know people and traveling around the world and just expanding their knowledge. But they have this very overlapping sense of value to live their life and learn lessons. At work, they have really big goals. Very, They're very lofty goal setters, probably the most of all the zodiac signs. They're very dedicated to growth in both their education and their career because once again, Jupiter, education, Saturn, career, right? They have a really sharp sense of humor. They're considered one of the funniest signs of the bunch, which we thought was very fascinating because I just don't think of that when I think of Capricorn. But the way they said it is like Capricorn is known for having this really dark humor and it's very self-deprecating. And then 
SAG is like very jovial and they bring out Capricorn's lighter side. So well, that's why the this I mean, humor can be really great. And you biting. would be jovial too if your ruling planet was Jupiter and just luck. Ugh. I mean, I've got a lot of it in my chart. So I would say that the nice part of me is that. But anyway, when you look at a chart, you see that there is Saturn and then there is Jupiter and they're next to each other. They're the not interpersonal, the other yeah, interpersonal planets, right? And they're complete opposites. So uh, these two, I think, can run into some problems because one is about basically staying home and kicking ass and the other is about expansion. So that's where I feel like it can be a, once again, you have a horrible situation or a great situation. I think that they could be incredible leaders. I think they could be incredible as like CEOs because they have the tenacity and also like the non-stubbornness, but they also have the kind of hunkered down commitment. So I think that they're really deeply philosophical and also really disciplined people. But I also feel like they can have this really horrible internal struggle where they're like, it's kind of all work and no play or all play and no work. Do you kind of see that? I mean, I want to agree, but part of me doesn't agree because I can see this person just picking a job or career that actually makes them happy. They're going to find something that maybe they're like a cruise ship director. I didn't, I didn't deny that. No, no, no. But I don't think that it's all work and no play. They will find a way to make no, their no, work no. playful. No, no, no. I'm saying that if, I'm saying that if they don't have balance, that could happen where it's like all work and no play or all play and no work. SAG is all about play and Capricorn's all about work. That's where I was coming from. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, your daddy, remember Saturn? Oh, I thought you were actually going to talk about my dad for a no, second. I but was like, what? Interesting point. <laughs> yeah. He's also not a cusp, but he's, he's a second deacon ruled mm-hmm. by Venus. Um, I don't know. I just want to disagree with you for some reason. Okay. Well, that makes sense with these two. Yes. It does. <laughs> they do not like when people challenge them. Well, yeah, no, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. no, no, you're not going to have a, you won't win. No, you're not going to have a good conversation. This is going to be someone who's either things. going to outwit you or outsmart you. Yeah. Or, or you're just going to walk away being like, well, they thought they won. So let's just let them have it. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. If you have someone who's like super obsessed with philosophy and learning and then you have someone who's like wise beyond their years because mm-hmm. they're like the elder of the group. You, I'm sorry. You're just going to feel stupid. Mm-hmm. Yep. The cusp of prophecy. We're going to figure out. But I can't tell if it's manipulative or not. I don't know what that honestly Capricorn's not very manipulative but Sagittarius can be quite manipulative. right so I'm trying to figure out if it's like if it's going to come from a manipulative perspective of whether you know if you're having a discussion with them if you leave because you actually agree with them mm-hmm. or you learn something or because you just are like wow they sound really smart so I'm just gonna agree with them all right well on that note this one's a party so this is Capricorn and Aquarius the cusp of mystery Colin hates it when we whisper. That's why I did it. So January 16th to the 23rd, you find a way to help us kind of buckle down and hold on during the darkness. This allows us to look forward to longer days ahead and building communities, et cetera, because you've got Aquarius in there. So Aquarius is like, we're almost there. We can get through this. And Capricorn's like, yeah, but we're still in it. So let's like get back to reality. You're very highly disciplined, both being ruled by Saturn in traditional astrology the daddy planet of time. That's right. Capricorn and Aquarius used to both be ruled by Saturn. Didn't know that till today. Okay. Eventually, Mm -hmm. Elon and I have discussed, we'll discuss like traditional astrology versus modern astrology when it comes to ruling planets. But we're always fascinated by this type of stuff Mm because we're like, what? Yeah. And then finding out it changed in the 1990s. I don't even know, but it's pretty cool. I had no idea. And now Aquarius is ruled by Uranus. (laughs) Every time we say this, I laugh. (laughs) 
Didn't we decide that we weren't going to call it Uranus? Uranus. Anymore? No, because that just sounds like. <laughs> I just keep. Going. I'm just a child. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm just getting. Know. This, yes. Yeah. So they're the only two neighboring zodiac signs that share a ruler a or sh- a traditional ruler. Yes. Yeah. Dedicated, especially disciplined, focused on their future. They find a way. Like Capricorn loves to build the foundation for their goals and then Aquarius comes in and it adds this innovative and imagination to these tangible plans which is really neat it's beautiful yeah this is a great like thought leader to someone that could be like a CEO you sound like your husband saying thought leader I love that term it could (laughs) honestly be they'd be great CEOs of a tech company can you see that maybe like a biotech company okay yeah like cures for cancer you know what we should look up and see when elizabeth holmes birthday was oh yeah she's an aquarius (laughs) she is yeah oh but is she a cow no i think she's i think she's february just full i'll look it up though right now as you talk okay so at work you're considered team players so she's probably not uh you have this like heavy cap and aqua placement that's able to bounce ideas She's February 3rd. She's February 3rd. She's a pure ass aqua. But you know who's also an aqua? Anna from Inventing Anna. When's her birthday? I, uh, See, now you have to look it up again. All right. So you find this way to balance ideas off in group settings and you thoroughly enjoy collaboration. I love this. I think that's great. I don't quite understand it because, again, I'm a control freak, but whatever. You know how to network like a motherfucker. I'm just going to say it. You just do. You excel in building professional connections. So you've got the job hookup. You've got the letter of recommendation. But I love the fact that you also work as a liaison for connecting other professionals. She's a cusp. <laughs> she's a cusp? Yeah. When is it? January 23rd. Shut up. She's the last day of the cusp. <laughs> okay. That well, makes a lot of sense. This is so her. That makes sense. Yes. <laughs> in your friendships, you're highly reliable and you will always be the voice of reason and a source of reassurance. Absolutely. You have a compassionate side to you. I think this cusp could be considered, it's called mystery because I think people can't read you. And I think it could be considered maybe a little bit, I don't know the right word. Like you're good in social situations, but like you're not very deep. But I disagree. I think that you are very, very much a humanitarian. And it's maybe just, you're just maybe not as like emotionally inclined as the average person. Well, no, if you, I mean, okay, think about it. It's yeah, I can verify yeah trust and verify that having an earth placement with air means that you're a little emotionally mm-hmm. slow i think this cusp i stand by the fact that it would be an amazing leader i could also now that i'm thinking of anna i totally think or anna i totally think this could be a con artist <laughs> because so great at social situations and like really like sm- you know schmoozy and like really makes people believe in them but at the same time has this sort of maniacal side of like, but I actually could accomplish this and I'm very dedicated and driven. Do you see how that could kind of be a thing? Yes, but Aquarians are known for like, how can I, they, they see the greater good, right? Yeah, so they do. Humanitarians. They are humanitarians, but unfortunately in ever, most, I'm not most, a large amount of the con artists and the people that kind of were, that looked up were Aquarians because I think they get so worked up in their cause that they forget about reality, which is why I think that this person like, once again, could be a blessing or a curse because if they're a blessing in the sense that they're like, but what's practical? How can I actually come through on this? How can be reliable? Or they could be like, but I can use my Saturn for bad and I could just, you know, like demolish everyone in my path because I'm very driven and careers everything. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. I just, I don't, I want to know this cuss, but at a distance, I don't know that I trust them very much. <laughs> so, although I'm pretty sure I have this cusp in my life. So anyway, okay. 
Aquarius and Pisces, which is a really cool cusp. It's the cusp of sensitivity, February 15th to 21st, like Olivia Rodrigo. That's what I think of when I think of this cusp. This is the middle of the winter in the Northern Hemisphere. So this is a forward thinking energy that inspires us to reach out to our community and look behind the darkness. Because we think of winter, we think of darkness. They're searching for an innovative and collaborative future. Pisces transcendental energy helps us embrace the rebirth of spring energy. I'm sorry. I'm looking up infamous Aquarians and the number one is Gary Ridgway, which was the Green River Killer. Oh my God. Okay. So (laughs) at work, these people are bursting with creativity. I could not think of two signs that are more creative than these two when paired with each other. Aqua is known for an endless stream of innovative ideas. And then Pisces is known for finding ways to express things through creative mediums. They're very good songwriters and storytellers. They're very dedicated to helping others. They're the most humanitarian of all the signs, hands down, like without a doubt. They know how to think outside the box. You have Uranus, you have Neptune. These are both very, very different planets, but very similar planets. They're like the weirdo planets. They're going to push people to think outside the norm, outside the box. They're very spiritual and unusual, and they provide interesting and new perspectives. These people are very loving friends. They're very social because Aquarius rules friendship. We know that. It's the friendship house. And they have psychic abilities, which is Pisces. They are really good at helping friends through struggles, especially during emotional times because they can help them with their feelings and to rationalize them. And they'll always offer empathy, camaraderie, and a shoulder to cry on. Then when it comes to fashion, they have this very like avant-garde style, part glamorous, part weird, very relatable. This, so my husband is obviously a Pisces with a Aquarius moon. And so I couldn't help but thinking of him when I thought of this, but this person I think would be, it's, it's just a fun person to be around. I have a lot of aqua Pisces cusps in my life and people love being around them. They like listening to them. They're very creative, but they're also very dedicated to causes that are like, they love politics. They love medicine. They love anything that just makes them feel like they can express themselves. And they also have this ability to connect with people on an emotional level where I think it gets a little tricky is emotions I think can be strange for them. Like they do seem like the type of people that would be in love with anything that walked by because it's like that Aquarian thing of like, Ooh, something new and shiny. And then the Mm. Pisces thing of like, I fall in love after five minutes. Like literally my husband fell in love with me after five minutes. I'm like, great. I don't feel special. How long did it take Colin to say I love you too? A month, but he was (laughs) sleeping and he said in his sleep, apparently. Did he actually? Uh, Exactly. Yeah. 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 We all know that trick. It wasn't even a month. He said it was a few weeks. But the point is, is like, that's where I think is a little bit problematic. Like, I love this cusp. I think it's my favorite, but I could see it going a little haywire, kind of like with Olivia Rodrigo. It's like, I'm going to write a horrible song. I mean, I love the song. I'm going to write a song, I mean, about the horrible breakup that we had and make every make that person feel terrible. But it's okay because I'm just expressing myself. That's kind of what I think of. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love her and I love that song. I I'm am, just making a point. That- I'm rolling my eyes so hard because I just think that that is such a childish behavior when it comes to oh I'm sorry I outed you but you know I'm just living my truth yeah but I I mean I still love her to death yes no that's great but all I'm seeing is the people that do that we like for example the um Taurus Gemini is she a Taurus Gemini or is she the Gemini Cancer I can't remember but it's very like I'm so pissed at you right now you're about to get me so angry blah 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 blah, and you're just like Gemini Cancer and you're just like uh okay and then they like go off and they're like I'm sorry. I'm just being honest. I'm like, I really don't give a shit. And You're I, an asshole. And I think with this particular cusp, it's more about being elusive, like not really saying like, are you upset? I just Living in the mist. Song. Yeah. So once again, not hating. I love Olivia, but I'm just saying that it could be seen in a negative way as, you know, someone not being respectful. And on the other side of it, it's just, it, it's expression. So I, I personally love this cusp though. I think these people are 
you just want to be around them and listen to them. I mean, think about the people you know at this cusp. You, you, you gravitate I had towards with them, them last night. Yeah, you gravitate towards them. You want to get to know them. But at the same time, sometimes they say things where like you did not have to say that. That really was not your business. You got mm-hmm. too personal. And yeah, I mean, well, you get personal without. It's so funny because right, it's the cusp of sensitivity. But it, it's like you went too personal without thinking about how your words impact yeah. others. You're thinking more about yourself and how you came across rather. And than... And you're like, but I was being sensitive to your needs. Yeah. I thought that you know. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm just worried about it. It's like, dude, sometimes like read the room. Like, yeah, don't read the talk room. about yeah. it. So yeah. Anyway, the this next last one is my one. favorite. Yeah. So you have your favorite can be the Aquarian Pisces. My favorite is Pisces Aries. It's my other relative. <laughs> so the cusp of rebirth. You are March 17th to the 23rd. You are the dreamer, the go-getter. You're imaginative and impulsive. You know what you want and you want it now. <laughs> It reminds me of, see, I was thinking of, is it, is it Veruca Saul, the one in, yeah. uh, in mm-hmm. Charlie and the Chocolate yeah. Factory? Um, She's definitely in, a Leo. She, <laughs> is she the one who turns into the blueberry? Yeah. Okay, great. Just checking. You are influenced by Neptune and Mars. You're so like, these planets work to just boost your imagination and you're so fired up that you find a way to make your wishes a reality. You're gifted with natural intuition, courage, and bravery. I mean, I just think that's amazing. It's like, you know what's going to work and you have the guts to go do it. I don't, I, I, yeah, I was, everything I read about this was really cool. Like this is like one of the most revered cusps because Pisces are really afraid of pursuing things because they don't have a lot of confidence, but Aries has all the confidence that they need. So if you put those two things together, it can be, I mean, incredible. There's a lot of CEOs that are this cusp. And there's also a lot of people that uh, have had the opposite effect, but mostly good things. Yeah, I think this is amazing. I mean, you're known for being fun, smart, quirky. You do tend to be a little impatient. Uh, you can uh, you can express things a little immaturely. We've all seen it. Uh, you struggle to think things through. So one of the things I have to say is play the tape through. See where your actions take you. You're definitely a crier on the spot out of nowhere. Yes. Yeah. And you, you're just, you're a little impulsive. And I do think that that's your Aries that's like making you so impulsive. Your imagination allows you to create and craft new ideas and stories though. So it kind of makes me wonder if you might be the type of person to stretch the truth. Oh, yes. And it will be like, like the way they looked at me hurt my feelings. Or they said something and you're like, there's more here than what you're saying. I have someone in my life like this where everything is a thing. And I'm like, I don't know what to like, which thing is actually, what actually thing, is the thing. Yeah. But it's not coming from a, a horrible place. It's coming from like an impulsive. I have, place. I have to emotionally exert myself right now. Yeah. Yeah. And if, you know what? You like to entertain. So you like because you like to captivate people and you have great that energy. You're a great storyteller. Mm-hmm. Now, those stories aren't always honest. No. But, you know. Mm-hmm. It's fine because you are still very compassionate and loving. If you can find a way to focus all of your abilities, we think that you'll absolutely kick ass at life. I mean, life is literally never dull when you're around. No. You also are stubborn, loud, selfish, and uncompromising on the negative side as far as your weaknesses. And you do dive into deep subjects quickly, which can make a lot of people uncomfortable. So learn to enjoy debating. Yeah. Because otherwise, I feel like this is really personally. Well, not only that, but we just talked about this, which is something that I have a history of is just like blurting out shit and seeing what happens and being like, and then you'd watch everyone kind of look at you and go like, what did you're a very compassionate and loving person. But I think the issue here is that I think the issue here is that you get a little too involved. So like, 
I love my aunt more than anything. She is the freaking best. Uh, she is March 19th. But I do find like sometimes I feel like I'll say something. It has nothing to do with her. And she'll immediately be like, oh, God, did I do something? Or, oh, God, what happened? What's going on? Because it's a sense of like, I want to help. I want to be um, there for you. But also I need to be involved and I need to fix it right now. So that's where I feel like this cusp can be a little bit. I'm not like calling her out. She's amazing. But I think that that can be a little bit of an issue because sometimes, you know, people just don't want to share things. And you also, like I said, like get to be comfortable with being uncomfortable when it comes to debates. Like there's a reason why you debate because you have different ideas. That's what debate means. So if you don't want to debate, then don't debate. But if you're going to and be that airy self, don't get all Pisces about it and get your feelings hurt, right? Because that's just not realistic. So seriously. Yeah. I mean, okay, Ilana, after learning all about this, what is your do you do you agree with astrologers? Do you think that cuffs is bullshit? Or do you think that we can stand by it and say that it's not? I think the term is what the problem is because people assume since they're towards that, that they're just different. Uh, I think it's more about the chart. Like I almost think it should be like, I don't, I don't even know. Like I, sometimes I think that the signs themselves are problematic because there's so like, there should be more signs in a way because there's so many like signs within a sign within a sign within a sign. It's very like, I don't know. It's very complex. And I think that we have to look at someone's chart fully, which is what we always advocate but at the same time, I like this idea of simplifying it and talking about cusps and the fact that these people can be this way. And when I looked at the people in my life that I know, they are literally this archetype. Like I can't express to you that the cusps I know are literally everything on this page. And I think it's interesting because like, for example, I know three Pisces that it could not be more different. And one of them is way more shy and introspective than the other two. So explain that to me. Explain that to me. It doesn't make sense. So I, I stand by cusp. But I just think that it maybe needs to be the definition needs to be different. Do you think? I do. And I think that's also going to lead us into the episode that we will eventually do at some point. I don't know when we're going to do it, but we'll talk about deacons. And I think that that's when it's really going to start clicking for people that you are more like it goes so deep. You can go through your chart all you want. And I think that so many people want to debunk astrology, but the more you look at it, the more size you look for it. It's like any type of psychological or, or science, right? Which is learning to understand. It's like, you know what? I can find a connection. I can find something to draw A to B with this. And that's yeah. why we believe. Honestly, I stand by, the, I really stand by the fact that these people are slightly different than, than their, their counterparts. But once again, the Deacon thing is like, I can't explain it. You guys should dive in. It's so cool. It's so cool. I mean, Ilana no, and I consistently so talk cool. about the fact that, you know, it's like we're both Virgos mm -hmm. and we are so different. And that different portion, do we relate it to the fact that she has fire in her chart and I have air? Or is it because your sun sign really is so heavy and we're actually not putting enough weight on it and it has to do with your deacons? Or does it have to do with some other part of your chart? It's, who knows? Exactly. I mean, who knows? And I think that's where the the frustration, I think, comes from non-believers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Which is like, well, if I don't, if you don't have an exact thing to point it to, to explain my behavior or my personality, then it doesn't exist. But the way I see it as astrology is not a finite thing. It's my astrologer always says it's an energy and you decide what to do with that energy if you want. So with that on the note, I should say, if you like this episode, let us know. You've been asking for it. So if you don't like it, I don't know why, but we did what you asked and continue to request things. We really appreciate that. Jack, take it away, please. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. The reviews are really important. Ilana literally checks every day and sends me screenshots when we get new ones. And you guys are so sweet. And we love them so much. Anyway, uh, I really don't have anything else to say today. So 
as always, please remember to stay, stay vicious. vicious. Bye. When the sky looks like a UFO And you feel so out of